Welcome back to the Smoke Shed Studio for another artisanally handcrafted episode of the Cigar Social Podcast. This is episode six. Thanks for joining. My name is Matt. Across from me, the man who enjoys long walks on the beach, watching sunsets, and has been caught putting the lime in the coconut. Ken, how's it going, buddy? You complete me. I'm doing great. Thanks, <laughs> Matt. Thanks for having me on again. And to my left, which is Ken's right. Man who has pretty much done it all. He has a master's degree in public health and another in finance. Also a bachelor's degree in healthcare administration. He was once a licensed banker, then a pharmaceutical sales rep. And then halfway through law school, he got a call from Chicago Fire Department. He spent seven years as a firefighter before retiring and starting his own cigar company. He has been guided and mentored by cigar industry giants, including Jonathan Drew, Sean Williams, and Tyrence Riley. His cigars have been made in some of the best facilities in the business, including El Titan de Bronze and now Agonorsa Leaf. Ladies and gentlemen, the CEO and owner of Black Star Line Cigars, Eric Beck. Hey, what's happening? How's everybody doing? Welcome. Thanks for coming. We're doing fine. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. Did I get all that right? You did. Yeah, it is, a, it is quite of a long resume. So <laughs> it was one thing you did miss, though. Uh-oh. So in my early 20s, I had a cologne business. I used to sell Get knockoff bottles of cologne on the street on the <laughs> west side of Chicago. So <laughs> well, that's a, where a lot of my hustle came he's from. He's a big fan of high karate. You got any left? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish I'd sell some, yeah. some knockoff jupe yeah, or, yeah, you know, or obsession. Missing one of the old, you know, it's like that kind <laughs> right. of deal. It's obsession. <laughs> Right. Obsession with one S. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Last weekend, Ken and I sat here and did some research. I had mm. the original Warwitch, the Connecticut rep, um, and Ken had the Lalibella. Mm-hmm. Nice. I that. can only speak on the Warwitch, but that was awesome. Uh, just oh, thank you. Absolutely awesome. Thank you. Um, thank you. I saw a few other of the Black Star Line cigars at the local Benny's around here, and from the eye test, they just looked Beautifully crafted uh, from the Corojo 99 on the Dark Warwich and yeah. the, um, what was it, the Sun Grown Habano on the yeah. El Milagro. Yep. I can't wait to try them all, which brings us to a segment we call Show and Tell. Listener, every episode we alternate who brings the bottle, who brings the cigars. This is a little different, but we also li- we like to light the stogies first. In our last episode, I brought the Espinosa Habano number 5. Okay. This week it's Ken's turn. Ken, what do you have for us today? Well, we have the feature here, the War Witch, um, which uh, we've had, like you said, last week we had an opportunity to try some of the other bit of the line, and we were immediately impressed. And uh, I haven't had this one, so uh, it's new to me. Do got some you know, got some facts on it for you, though. The one we're looking at right now is a 6x46 box press, and it is Nicaraguan Puro. So we've got the wrapper. We've got... The binder, we've got the filler, are all from Nicaragua. And if I'm saying it right, please for, you know, forgive me if I'm not. Uh, from, what say, Aganorsa Leaf? Aganorsa Leaf, yeah. He's the one who actually uh, supplies it, uh, rolls these. And as it is, you know, immediately when you do try it, you know, I didn't do the dry pull or the cold pull off the bat, but you do taste that pepper. You do taste that, that see, that, those hints oh, yeah. right off the bat. I mean, the flavor's there. And also, too, some for my test as it is, I take that pull off of it, and if I immediately get that push of the smoke you know, effortlessly, it burns real nice and smooth. And obviously, when I push through it, lights up. Uh, 
strong, full strength. You know, right off the bat, I don't really feel it. It feels very tasty. Yeah, very, this is a full it, body, full strength. Right? Yeah, and it uh, deceivingly, yeah, it, it, depending on how strong you smoke. Yeah, some people will say it's medium full. Okay. If you don't smoke that strong on a regular basis, it may be full body. So it just depends. Well, I know the difference between the two war witches, right? Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. The original had the Connecticut wrapper. This mm-hmm. has the Corojo 99. Mm-hmm. So you're adding a little more body to it. Mm-hmm. And then I believe you also added a little more Lajero to it. I did. So yeah. it gives it just a little more pop. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I'm thinking. You, you definitely did your research. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I've been, I'm a little bit exactly. worried at this point because I'll take the, you know, I'll go with it. And I'm like, probably down to here. I'm like, oh, this feels like nothing. Also, I'll probably be like, mm. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I like you. Like, yeah, a cobra, like, like a cobra coming out of the basket. Yeah, it's basically just, yeah, I like that. It's like also the constrictor's just like, oh, got me. So I'm, you got a clarinet around here, we'll just start playing it for yeah, you. Know? Yeah. You start just, swaying. That's why we got the nice carpet, because they need to lay down. Well, you <laughs> mentioned eat. in a previous interview that these mm-hmm. are uh, magically delicious. Oh, yeah. Lucky and charms. I will uh, say, right from Jump Street, this thing is a flavor bomb. Just, mm-hmm. just from the beginning here. Um mm-hmm. Folks, just so you know, we got these cigars from Benny's Humidor in Geneva. You can find Black Star Line cigars at all Benny's locations. I believe it was, what, 47 Yes, 47. Yep. So, and then the um, ones that I got last week, immediately, I was in Lombard. Mm-hmm. And all I did is walk, and I and it's Black Star. Like, oh, they're right there. They uh <laughs> readily known because yeah. the guy I knew right away, and it sounds like people <clears throat> immediately gravitate toward them. So yeah. they're well-known, well-sold. Well and we haven't even made it to that location yet. So once we get no in there kidding. and spend a, you know, about an hour in there just talking to people, oh. oh, they really so that's what we do. We go around to different Benny's locations when we have time. And we just spend an hour, hour and a half in the humidor just talking to people and meeting them. If they want to take pictures, out. we take pictures and we tell them the story about the company, tell them about the cigars, everything. And the customers just love it. Yeah. Uh, because it's you know, it's not a lot of times that they, they get to run into the owners of the companies. They smoke all these different products, but they never really meet the owner. But I'm like, Hey, I'm I'm here. So yeah. oh, hey, you can you can run it to me at the grocery store, you know, because I'm in the area. A handful of people in the industry that'll right. go and actually shake the hands yeah. and sit in the lounges, sit in the stores. Yeah. And, and I know yeah. I kinda joke about that, say, Hey, the celebrities and stuff and you know that's what I'm saying before. I'm like, thank you, like I said, for coming because suddenly, of course, you bring some class to our shed here. But uh, more importantly, it is when they, you know, folks see that, like, okay, that was your cigar, okay, and that really because they immediately relate to a good experience with it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and I think that's across the board. When me and him first started this podcast, it was we always say just average Joe and Joannes uh, who. Mm-hmm. Uh, really don't know too much about but they know what they like yeah and you know all too often you'll have somebody go into a place and they'll look them and say all right what what is it that I like that looks good or that looks you know a darker one probably stronger whatever it may be and obviously that's not the case but yeah so we started this as basically a learning type of journey mm-hmm. for us for us entirely and for other people because yeah. i mean it is it's overwhelming sometimes when you walk into a humidor or you walk into a, a bourbon aisle at a Benny's mm-hmm. and you're just standing there scratching your head like there's just too many options. Yeah, you don't know bottles everywhere. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so we can try certain things, give a, our regular Joe and Joanne type of, you know, review. I mean, we're not professionals. <laughs> it's not even two cents. It's barely it's about a penny and a half. Point seven five. Yeah. yeah I okay. thought maybe, yeah. So uh, um yeah. but yeah, at least somebody you know, one of our three listeners can say, yep, I, they smoked that last week. I'm going to yeah. go try it. Yeah. yeah. You know. And the other two are normally sleeping, so we'll go with that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we got the smoke out of the way. After talking to Eric leading up to this episode, he recommended the proper pairing for the Dark War Witch. Right. And when okay. the man who makes the cigar ses- suggests the pairing, 
Yeah. You kind of have to go with it. You listen. Will it still. You listen. But I got a new pairing for Dark War Wish now, though. It's Room 101 Gin. So, Room 101 has a gin? Yeah, yeah Boofy has a gin. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so what he, he's uh, done to cool. us. Look what he's done to he us. He sent me a bottle to okay. my house. So, because uh, I, I had it out in Vegas. And I told him, I was like, dude, I like it, man. He was like, he was like brother, I'm going to send you one. Then he never sent it. So I harassed the hell out of his ass. I kept texting him. I was like, fuck, are you going to send the bottle? Do I need to come up to Seattle and whoop yeah. your ass so you yeah. send the fucking bottle? Yeah. Yeah. Here we so go. So then he, uh, he dropped it in the mail with me, for me. Nice little package. Had a shirt in there. And okay. He put a little sign note. I was like, oh. Wow. How nice. The, the bro, our bromance grew. Yeah. Okay. So, so here's, here's a note. Don't kick my ass. Thank you. It was like that. Okay. <laughs> But Matt's a wild boy, though. So you know, he's a, he was a Marine. So and, oh, okay. and he was a bodyguard for undisclosed people after that. And he was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I can't tell you who I who I was defending and all that stuff." I was like, "Oh, okay. his, his cigars." Have, you almost don't want to know. Uh, like, you know, like they I'll take the logo. His whole culture mm-hmm. that he built around his company has a yeah, certain attitude arm. to it. Yeah, yeah. A certain charm. So, mm-hmm. um, this bottle. We, uh, I've actually had before one of my favorite bourbons. I've actually been to this distillery. I've seen their operation. I've tried their entire line um, from a small family, and I'm going to do air quotes here. It's, they're a pretty big company, but it's a small family-owned distillery in Bardstown, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. They have a tradition of distilling for over 150 years, guys and gals, not dolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's bottle is the Willet Pot Still Reserve Small Batch Straight Kentucky Bourbon. At 94 proof, this is a 12-barrel small batch. Aromas, you'll get brown sugar, molasses, and caramel. Flavors, you'll find vanilla, caramel, and butterscotch. This is aged between 8 and 10 years. Ooh. If you haven't seen this, the unique bottle is shaped to replicate the very large and very old vintage copper pot still that they still have in the middle of their distillery, which is actually still in use. Mm-hmm. It's, actually, it, it's really cool when you walk into that, that distillery. Um, Fun fact about, or small fact about small batch. There's actually no exact definition on how small a small batch can be. On average, most distilleries use an average of 200 barrels for a small batch. This Willet is a 12 barrel. Small batch is generally meant to indicate a smaller number of barrels than normally used in normal production. So keep in mind, in some situations, since there are no specific parameters around what constitutes a small batch, the term could be meaningless. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you actually, you know, right off the bat, you said it was a single pot, so it's coming from a single distillery. And like you said, the pot method, you know, is slow process. And yeah. so this is going to be unique. This is going to be good. I haven't, I've never tried it. Oh, you never had that one? No, well, no. And I, that's what we try to do. the genie bottle. Yeah, that's why I looked well, at it. And I'm like, so what it. we try to do. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Oh, cut you off guard. Here we go. So, uh, the good and the bad behind it was that when I went to the distillery, it was closed operating hours when, like, they weren't distilling. So okay. they were like, oh, look at this empty tank over here, and mm-hmm. look at the, and imagine this happening over here. Mm-hmm. And all through the um, tour, the tour guide was like, don't worry, we'll make it up to you in the tastings. We'll make it up to you. Uh, there you go. Sure enough, we got to the tasting room. He's like, this is this, this is that, and mm-hmm. lined them all up from Johnny Drum all the way to their family reserve and their pot still. Uh, He's like, nice. 
I'll be back in about 20 minutes. Yeah. So we were like, all right, this is nice. It was yeah, a free we, for all. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it was only like five of us, you know, okay. but we were, we tasted all of them. Um, oh, that's enough to do a lot of damage. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't know you were going to do damage. I do more damage by mistake, you know? But they're Rick houses that they have mm. where they store. We were walking in there and they were like, yeah, there's barrels up there that's been there for 15, 20 years. Okay. I'm like, oh man, can I yeah. drill a little hole in Poor glass, but yeah, yeah. One of my good buddies is friends with the owner of Willet. So oh, cool, I was, cool. I was like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta connect me with us so we can do a Black Star Line Willet type situation, a collaboration. That'll be nice. So, uh, my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. What okay. are your thoughts? Mainly from the nose. Okay, you're getting a light room. You're getting that balance. You can smell the alcohol. Mm-hmm. So when I get to the palate, you can taste. And now I'm, you know, no. I think it's probably the first one we've had that's been in. A barrel for as long, what you said, eight mm-hmm. to ten? Eight to ten years. Probably, so, yeah, this is probably yeah. the oldest whiskey we've had on a show. Okay. Yeah. You can immediately taste what it is leached from the barrel. Mm-hmm. What, you know, that, you know, when you talk about, when people often talk about, oh, you know, it's been in this barrel for X amount of time or whatever it may be, I can immediately discern that. I could say, we've had these ones that have been, you know, those two, maybe the four years. If this is the eight to ten, there is a marked difference. You can tell it. The flavors mm-hmm. are there. And then on the finish... It is a nice slow burn, and then it disappears. Yeah. So it is delightful. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah I, <laughs> magically delicious. Yeah, yeah, magically delicious with cigar. Uh, Great pair. Bravo! Not only you know cigars, you also know how to pair it with a brown liquor. Here's to you. Yeah, in, in, in my retired days, that's all I do is sit around and pair things. So. Perfect segue. That's yeah, what we uh, need. Just, you know? So you're a retired <laughs> Chicago firefighter. Yes, thank sir. you for your years of service. I was oh, also a you. former firefighter when I lived out in Jersey. Oh, cool. So real quick, let's get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. What's the best movie, Backdraft or Ladder 49? Come on. Uh, backdraft. Of course. <laughs> of course. Okay. I'm like, this is like low hanging fruit. I Come know. on. Yeah. Ladder 49. Some people yeah, say Ladder 49. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. Ladder 49 was cool, but, you so, know, it's, no it back. wasn't filmed in Chicago. That was, it wasn't the, that was the Travolta one. Yeah. 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 There's no backdraft. So, yeah. You know, De Niro and, you know, it's like yeah. you, got, you got some classic actors in, in, in the movie. Kurt so, Russell. Yeah. It was Kurt Russell, right? Yeah, Kurt Russell. Yep. Who was the bad guy? The ball? Yeah. yeah. And then, Wait, what, uh, was it, what was Kurt Russell's name? Bull? Bull. Yeah, Bull. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at his face right, right now. There. The bad guy in that. Who There's was the, uh, the guy who was the, the Jack Crawford in Silence of the Lambs? That guy, that actor. Oh, yeah, I know you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Man. I mean, and I'm looking at him right now. And Okay, we're going to have a. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a research expert pull it up for us. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start from the beginning. How long have you been in the cigar industry, and what inspired you to get into the cigar business? Well, I am a baby in the industry. Actually, I don't even consider myself a baby. I consider myself sperm <laughs> in the industry. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just swimming along until wow. I get bigger. Well, so, the journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, just trying to make it to the egg. That's all I'm trying to do right now. But, um, yeah, a little bit over two and a half years, so maybe like two years and eight months or something like that. So, yeah, we've been, we're very, very young in, in, in cigar industry okay. uh, compared to like our tool for one day and the rest of the, the well, giants yeah, around. I mean, some of those families, like the Placencia family, yeah. like they've been mm-hmm. growing tobacco for 150 years, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. starting back in Cuba and then migrating from Honduras to oh, Nicaragua. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the, Black, the name Black Star Line has a stor- historic significance and ties back to a well-known civil rights activist. Mm-hmm. 
Can you tell the listener uh, the meaning behind it? Yeah, so Black Star Line is Marcus Garvey's shipping company. So his idea was to ship people and, and goods back to Africa. But he was buying dilapidated ships, so he didn't really, the ships couldn't make that travel across the ocean. So he only made it to, like, the islands, Bahamas, Trinidad, and, you know, islands like that. So I thought it was a good way to pay homage to him. Uh, yeah. A lot of people know about the, the bigger uh, civil rights activists like Malcolm X and, Mark, and Martin Luther King, but a lot of people don't know anything about Marcus Garvey or even heard of him. So right. I thought it was a good way to pay homage to him. So yeah, no, I absolutely. chose to name the company after his shipping company. Now, the Black Star Line was derived from the White Star Line, which is the company that built the Titanic. So that's, that's even further more history wow. that, that goes into the name. So there was a, there's a White Star Line, there's a Black Star Line, and then, like I said, the White Star Line built the Titanic. And everybody knows the Titanic. And the Black Star definitely improved that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, so. that sounds like a safer bet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, real quick, the Black Star Line uh, fact, and um, maybe you know, maybe you don't, but um, Black Star Line was mentioned in a handful of music, uh, famously <laughs> oh, starting yeah. back in the 70s yeah. by Fred Locks, one of the first uh, of his uh, 1976 hit, Black Star Liners, which has mm. been called one of the most important songs in reggae music. Ah, yeah, that, then, that one's new to me. I've never heard that one before. And then 1978 was the reggae song Black Star Liner by the Regulars. Ah, okay. And there's a couple other ones, but those are like the two famous nah. ones. The one I always reference is Black Star with most Def and Tyler Quali. So, ah. yeah, because I'm a big hip hop fan. So, okay. that's another way I'm paying homage to because that's, that's a great album. So, anytime I'm doing like interviews, like if I had done this interview via Zoom with you all and I was at home, I would to hype myself up. I would listen to Black Star before okay. I get on, take a take a couple of drinks, and just because I'm always nervous before interviews. A lot of people think when I'm on an interview because I'm you know I'm talking so smooth and yeah. you know and I just is this natural? Right, right. But it seems no, natural. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm nervous as fuck. With us, every time. Okay. It, it doesn't matter. Who. Yeah, I'm nervous I every time. I, like I literally have to hype myself up, and then. So it's like game time. Yeah. It's like oh, yeah. getting like, like yeah. get ready for hit the field. Yeah. yeah, it's like I'm leaving the locker room. Okay. Ready, all right, ready, all right. Okay. But I got to get myself hyped up. That and is. Then once the interview starts, oh, I'm ready, and I get a little, I get a little whiskey. Like, and I was like, oh, let's go. Okay, yeah. Well, you did it perfect. I mean, I would never know. Let's see. You know, it seemed like. Yeah, if I didn't tell you, you yeah, wouldn't, no, you wouldn't no, know. That, that, but I'm always, I'm nervous as hell. Yeah. Like almost like a nervous wreck. I'm like trying to make sure everything's set up and then make sure my lights are going. Uh, you know, you so really should see me thirty yeah. minutes before well, I we get here. I think what we got here is a pair of perfectionists. <laughs> Getting and microphones perfectionism ready. Perfectionism puts a lot of pressure on you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I stopped being perfectionist. I think second grade. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did last. Yeah, long, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's what my mom tells me at least. Because I just um, did uh, Cigar Coop's um, podcast on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was nervous all day. I was going to pick up my daughter. Was thinking about the damn interview and was nervous. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, relax. You've done interviews a million times. I mean, over. yeah. Let's say, how many times have you yeah. had the same questions? I'm going to try to change it yeah. up a little bit, but I'm sure you've yeah. answered these same questions a million times already. At a certain point, it, 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 I get on autopilot, and I just the answer just rolls out. But I mean, Matt, I Matt especially is very excited for this upcoming. Mm-hmm. Very excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, some, the only pep talk we do normally with one another is, you know, look at each other like, it's like, hey, be cool. Yeah. Okay, we got somebody on, yeah, celebrity yeah. on, be cool, right? Be cool. I'm cool. Yeah, you're cool. All right. And we kind of like slap each other. We yeah. kind of sit down. And... 
Well, I want Something. everybody to know that I am a man of my word. So if I say I'm gonna come do an interview, or I'm a, I'm scheduled to do an interview. Oh, I'm gonna do it. That yeah. is awesome. So, that is uh, awesome. So the so Black yeah. Star Line logo is an African symbol, am I right? Yeah. So what's the significance the, behind that? Uh, it's it's a it's it's the crossroads. Okay. So that that's what the the X symbolizes the crossroads. So, but it's used a symbol used to open up the roads. So instead of going left or right, it's just opened up my roads to positivity and longevity, uh, uh, wealth. Uh-huh. So that's why I wanted to use it, and 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 it brings energy to the company. So that's that's the reason why I use that that symbol. The cigar industry seems to be very diverse and promotes <laughs> equality with race and gender, at least from the window I can see through. Mm-hmm. At your level of involvement in the industry and through your experience, have you ever been, uh, have you ever had a moment of resistance or pushback uh, being a black-owned business or uh, static towards the company's name and significance? No. No. If it was, it wasn't brought to my attention. No. Um, it was said behind closed doors. <laughs> I don't know, and I honestly don't care. Yeah, right, um, right. No. But the only pushback I'll get is price. You know, depending on what the tax uh, level is in whatever state it is. Because yeah. in Illinois, the, uh, the the tax for tobacco is thirty six percent. California, New York, easily seventy five, eighty. You know, depending on which one you're talking about. Yeah. So it's just it's just based on where where you're talking about, and then that's where they I'll get pushback as far as price. But shit, I can't do nothing about the price. I I don't own Aganor, so I don't own yeah. you know I don't I don't even I never even met Eduardo Fernandez. So, um, what his price is, I yeah. that's what his price is. I'm his customer. Sure. So he sells me the tobacco at whatever price, and then I have to sell it based on what they sell it to me for. So I don't I don't have anything to do with that. Yeah, I know. I, I've heard a, an interview with Sean Williams, and he was mentioning the same thing where it's yeah. the cigar industry and is very. There's really it's it's a, a a place where everyone, no matter what, can sit down, burn one, have a drink, yeah. and and have a, a good conversation. And there's no yeah. boundaries or anything like that. And I, yeah. I think what, that's one of the appreciations I have for the cigar industry. Um, your first cigar is named El Milagro, which mm. translates to the miracle. Yep. Uh, which was made by El Titan de Bronze. Can you talk yep. a little bit more on why you named it that? I thought it was a miracle we even got into the industry and, and for uh, a, a, a well-known factory like them to roll for us because it, it took me a long time to even get their uh, acceptance into doing, uh, working with us uh, because El Titan is so small. Yeah. Like at the time, they had 10 rollers, which is extremely small for a factory. I think they're down like seven now. Yeah, they After lost COVID. three. Yeah, uh, I don't know where they went, but they they might have found somewhere else that was paying more money. I don't know, but they did lose three. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, it, it's 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 tough to have that small of a factory because they not only are they small, but they have titans coming out of the factory. So you got Cohiba Series M coming out of there. You got all of well, not all, but some of Warp stuff coming out of there. Perez, the um, Miami, I believe. Yeah, yeah, Herrera still in Miami comes out of there because that's that's his mother-in-law, so he's definitely gonna do work out of there. Um, and then uh, you got the La Polina Goldies being rolled there too. And then there's other uh, HVC is recently doing stuff out of there, and he's never done anything there. So um, <clears throat> it's a small factory that's pumping out big numbers, but it also drags out the the lead time on when I can get cigars from them because I do have a new blend through them, and it's 
delicious. Delicious. <laughs> can you can you spill any secrets or any teasers? It's a it's a Sumatra wrapper with a San Andreas binder and Nicaraguan filler, uh, medium full. This is yeah. I got this. So when do you want to come back on? <laughs> bring that, bro. I'll come anytime okay. you want me to come. Fair enough. Yeah, we're not too far away. So anytime you need me, let me know. Um, question about the. I think the listeners really want to know because I definitely want to know too. Uh, Warwitch. Mm-hmm. Where the name? Where ah, it come from? It's a movie. Uh, yeah, Warwitch is a movie. Um, it can, as far as I know right now, it can only be found on Amazon Prime. You may be able to find it on YouTube. I don't know. I think it but, came out what 2012, 13. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. yeah, I did. Roughly. I did actually get the chance to see it. Yeah. So um, it's about a young lady that has spiritual powers to see her ancestors. So the local army took her with them and anytime they were getting ready to get attacked she the ancestors would come and warn them like yo yeah. they coming to fuck y'all up so you yeah. better do something and uh you know they would strategize either run or fight so yeah. i thought it was a dope movie so i, was like, I hey. thought i mean because it was suggested at that point in time that you know because he matt told me about it. i'm like i'm gonna check this movie out yeah. and you like it, it? Well, the movie is a deep dive mm-hmm. okay um if you really look at it and you really get into what's going on in that movie uh, you know, right off the bat, what Jump said, he was like the impoverishment. You know, the way people are just trying to survive. And you're talking yeah. about the ghosts, stuff like that. Yep. You're looking at, you see the spirituality throughout of it, mm-hmm. which is basically that psychological outlet mm-hmm. so they can go and survive. But one of the things that really got to me was, you know, you've got the, you know, I'm guessing where it was or where it's depicted to be, and it's probably a Democratic Columbia, uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. Congo. Yeah, I'm guessing yeah, it's Congo. Yeah, uh, and there's a scene in there. You know, mm. some of the lifeline scene is there when they are mining, hand mining the the coltan. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is a mineral, mm-hmm. a dark mineral that's there, and they're doing it by hand. Mm-hmm. And you know, more and more I looked into that, I was you know shocked to recognize what it was about, namely the components of what that is. Yeah. I mean, it comes there's two parts with that. Yeah. And when they get that, it's a very sought-after mineral because of its components, mm-hmm. because of the what the the tantalum and also the uh, the nebrium. Okay. The tantalum is well, we all have one. We all have it in these. In yourself, okay. And <laughs> it became so sought after because I think only actually two thirds of the world world's uh, depositories come from there. Mm-hmm. So during these these war torn countries, they're doing is that's just how they're supplying the war effort, mm-hmm. and they're pressing yeah. people into it. I think uh, you know, and what's the what's the thing about it? Yeah, it's the component because of its uh, ductility or the ductileness of it. Mm-hmm. It can, uh, it's amazing what it can do with the properties for as far as the um, technological bit. Mm-hmm. It can be put in the body, you know, so you're using it for pacemakers and a host of other yep. things. And then uh, I think Amnesty International, back in 2001, estimated that Rwanda received about 200 million or 250 million mm. from the sales. And they don't even mine it. So they grab it from other places, but they call that a conflict, uh, conflict yeah. mineral. Yeah. So now, you know. And with like the, blood diamonds. Exactly, like blood mm-hmm. diamonds. You know, diamonds are like, okay, who gets a diamond? I mean, I don't, but everybody gets one of these. Right. And it was kind of sad to me, real sad to me. I'm like, yeah. people have no idea what is going on and how they, this is being put to your ear. And definitely people have a blind eye to that. And where it came from, uh, the history of yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, and it, yeah, death is a, it seems so normal. You know, it was like. Yeah, unfortunately. That, yeah, it was terrible, yeah. but. You know, it is great that you're able to do this tribute. But, yeah, I did like the movie. 
It was yeah, a, deep, it was was a, a deeper movie. dive. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, it had a bunch of awards yeah. for what it was, you know, depicting. Yeah. So, yeah. great choice. I always remember that when I see this. Oh, yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. How you got to see the new bands for it because, actually, Eric from Cigar Dojo redid the band for War Witch. So, there's a, a the next uh, edition, quote-unquote, of War Witch that's coming out has a different band on it. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then actually, Eric redid uh, the band for Lollibella as well. He did. So, yeah, yeah. So, those are all that, Cigar man. Dojo works. So, I really appreciate that. Yeah. So, <laughs> how many blends did you finally, how many blends did you try before finally deciding on what now is El Milagro? Um, when I put those two blends together, and I, and I always give credit, so I didn't put those two blends together by myself. I put them together with Derek Bell, who was a child friendhood of mine, a childhood friend of mine. So uh, me and him worked on those two blends initially together. Uh, we didn't go, we didn't alter the blends a lot. We, we sent them two specific blends, and we just ran with those blends and changed them to make them to what they are. Um, so the issue was El Titan is small, like we discussed, but they everybody in the car, in the factory caught COVID, so the factory was closed. So when they opened back up, shit, it was balls to the wall trying to catch up on everything. I'm sure that they missed out on for the two months they were closed. So they really, I'm the low, I'm the absolute low dog in that factory. So they didn't really have a lot of time to roll for me because Sean brought the damn Cohiba Series M through there, and they were too busy rolling that. So. Blame <laughs> so, Sean. So, so you had to take a number. Yeah, yeah. I'm at the deli. I got yeah, a number. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just, I'm just standing there. You know, says, uh, 22 up there. Yeah, watching them just shaving beef and yeah, just so fucking. Like I'm just watching. You know, so I. I talked to Terrence and I was like, "Hey, man, I, I was like, I need to, I need to do something with these blends because I, I need. It's a regular production stick, but I can't have a regular production stick in limited edition quantities." Because Sandy says she can, Sandy's the owner of El Titan. She's, she was like, I can get you sticks, but it's not what you want. And I right. was like, yeah, that's not going to work out well because I'm growing yeah. fast. Yeah. So I, I sent a few sticks down to Agonorsa, told them what the blends were, and they, they did their thing and they replicated those blends for me. And they're damn near identical. Really? Yeah. So, actually, the the Sun Grown Habano, in my opinion, the the Aganorsa version is better than the El Titan version. The Corojo uh, of El Milagro and the San Andreas version of El Milagro, they're almost similar. Like I was literally smoking both of them at the same time, and I couldn't tell. It was if, if it was a difference, it was so slight so, you wouldn't. Uh, if I didn't tell you, I changed it. You wouldn't even know. So getting back to when you're saying, like, what you wouldn't have wanted said, hey, we have this. What would there have been a change in the binder or something like that? Or a bit more of that homogenized binder? Or... Yeah, I've had samples sent to me from another factory that, you know, the cigar was like 100% earth notes. Okay. And that's that doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> I love earth because San Andreas is my favorite rapper. So San Andreas naturally has an earth uh, tone to it. But everything about the cigar is earth? No. no okay. No, 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 okay. No, no. no. Yeah, that's not. That's not. There's no transition. It's just earth from the foot to the cap. No, I can't do that. 
So, yeah, it, it'll be a change, and I, I may change the binder to change the notes in the cigar. I may change something in the filler. I may be like, hey, I like the flavor profile, but the strength isn't there, so I need you to add more Lijero. So, because the the difference between the dark Woolwich and the, and the regular Woolwich is the uh, the change in the wrapper was the Connecticut to the Corojo 99. But like uh, Matt mentioned, I, I added more Lijero to the, uh, to the filler, so to make it stronger, because people wanted a darker, stronger version of Warwich. So, and that's what that's how it's really funny. Because if you smoke the original Warwich, mm-hmm. it's already got oh, it's, it's got the flavor. It, mm-hmm. it, I mean, I, I this is amazing. But yeah, I was about I to mean, say this, is, this thing know, is just this amazing. Is yeah. Balance on the scale. I mean, the funny thing about it is, it was just simple changes. Like if I never told you that they were that the dark Warwish and the original Warwish are the same fucking blend, you'd have thought they were two different blends. Yeah. But it's the the wrapper changes the whole flavor profile. And like I said, if I didn't tell you they're the exact identical blends, you'd have thought they were two different blends. Mm-hmm. You know. But it, they're they're the same. It's just two changes. That's it. Real yeah. simple. So. I do simple stuff, bro. I don't. I don't try to reinvent the wheel and all that. Stuff. I get a good blend. But you still got that mad scientist vibe about you, though. Oh, yeah. You know, that yeah. Kind of, there's no question. Yeah. You know, when you finally had El Milagro in your hand, mm-hmm. what was your next step? Like, where did you start sales? How did you well take off? I've been a long time customer of Underground in Fort Worth, so I was talking to Don, the owner of uh, Underground, and um, I was talking about an order that had place with him and I hadn't got it yet. So he was like, man, just call me. And so I called him and we were talking and I was like, you know, we talked about the order and I was like, Hey man, I just want to let you know, I, I got a, got some cigars coming out and I'm sure he hears that like 8,000 yeah. times <laughs> a day. So he was like, okay. Then I was like, yeah, you know, it's coming out of El Titan A. Bronze. And he was like, what? I was like, yeah, you know, Sandy, Sandy's doing the sticks for me. He was like, dude, you know, that's my favorite factor. Right. And I was like, Nah, I didn't. I'm not a mind reader. So, <laughs> so, so he was like, Who knew? Yeah. he was like, you, you're going to sell them through my lounge, right? And I was like, shit, I, I, I guess I am. He was my very first customer, man. He ordered 30 boxes from me and hadn't even smoked the cigars. Wow. And he just knew from that quality. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, like from it. the factory it's coming from. Yeah, he just knew, and man, he was the very first person in Lounge to believe in me, and they were my very first customers, and that's why I'm so loyal to Underground. So any like brand new release, uh, I'd release it through them first, mm-hmm. and I let them sell it, and then I release it everywhere else. So I give them, I give them homage, and I give them deference above anybody and everybody else to to have anything new that I got. Here's so. the loyalty. Yep, yep. So now you're working and validating with Terrence <laughs> Riley at Aganor's Leaf, mm-hmm. uh, which is where this A- amazing dark war which was born. ABV, uh, always, always be value, validating. How, how is it working with that team and, and that operation? Pretty great. Uh, I can imagine. My only complaint about Aganorsa is they've become so popular that the factory is at capacity. 
So what that means for me is it takes longer for me to get cigars. Oh, <laughs> so no. it used to be a three-month lead time for me to get cigars, and now it's six. It's price but it's not just that. It's the fact that Nicaragua got hit by uh, hurricanes yep. twice, mm-hmm. um, the, all the civil unrest that was going on, that was going on. Yeah. And then um, I think every factory down there is having problems retaining rollers. Cause, are are they know, in SLE? Yeah, they're in SLA. Yeah, so they they have problems. You know, roll, rollers will hop around depending on who's paying. And then uh, I was recently, uh, Terrence was here in, in uh, Chicago, so me and him went out for dinner and drinks. And he was like, a couple of people that I know from the factory, shit, one of them's in St. Louis right now, and one of them's like in Miami, like just trying to find a regular job. So they left the factory just to come to America and just to try to, you know, make a yeah. make a life here. So that's an issue that's going on is retaining rollers because that's very important. you got to have somebody that's really thorough about what they're doing to roll your stuff. So that's another reason why it's, it's the lead time is changing. So No question there because, I mean, generally it takes 20 years to be like a master roller. Yeah. Somebody who, you know, comes up, to, it would be no, like yeah, the guy's got 20 years and he's pretty good. Yeah. You know, that craft as it is, especially the hand roller I mean, thing, is, is an art. And SLE is like. The boom right there is like fifty something factories down there in a what relatively small ish town yeah. or city. Well, back in the day, they were some of the rules were starting out when they were kids. Yeah. When, when mm-hmm. I say kids, I mean like well, it's family seven, lineage, eight. right? Like the father, grandfather yeah. shows the father, father shows son and, and daughter. And yeah, they'll start oh, rolling somewhere arc. between like yeah, between the seven seven and ten years old and smoking cigars too. But, of course, you know, child labor laws and, mm. you know, that type of thing. So they don't really do that anymore like they used to. But well, I, was just, I always bring this up. I think I brought it up a couple of times when I was down in Ybor City in Florida. Okay. And we're down there, and you see all the cigar shops, all the cigar roll mm. shops. I mean, literally. Worst you're cigars looking, I had in my life. Worst there. ones, huh? Oh, yeah. What happened? Woo. Were they? Right in Ybor City is some of the worst cigars I've ever I had in my life. Some, one, one of them rolled for me and handed to me immediately, and I had a good experience. Oh, I thought it was all right, but in general, no, huh? I had one in Ybor City. I literally, I, I, I started smoking, and I literally know. wanted to put it down and go outside and just randomly just fight somebody. Oh. So, <laughs> like, it was, just, it was that bad. And like, I was what was like, in it? <laughs> Grass, yeah. <laughs> For, oh. you know, freshly cut grass. Okay, I don't, I don't know right. who was in the filler, but it was terrible. So, okay, so you can tell from the so, filler. So, oh, as I said again this morning, I was talking to Eric, and I said, "What you got to understand, man? Everybody's palate is not like ours. True. So you got a lot of new smokers out here, and some of the things that they feel is great is not as great as we feel it is because we've been smoking longer, and yeah. we actually really appreciate the leaf. Yeah. And some people now today, they're just smoking just to be smoking. True, true. You got to do it for the gram. That's what it is. You know, you got to look cool for the gram. If you're going to do it for the gram, you're not doing it. So, Is this know. the only Vitolo yes, in, uh, currently in the uh, Dark Witch, uh, Dark War Witch? Yeah, the Robusto's coming, though. <laughs> yeah. PCA. Yeah, that's going to be <laughs> delightful. I was about to say, I would love to see this in like a 7x50 Churchill. Mm, okay. You know, yeah. around 7x50, that would be, I mean, it's not far off from this box press, but it's, that's... Churchill yeah. and Toro, like, little, but little for those Robusto lovers, that mm-hmm. that's going to be a nice little treat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I think we're at the top off point right now. Time to top off. Man, um, I... 
This past February, uh, there was news on Half Wheel that Black Starline Cigars announced a distribution agreement with Illusione. Yep. That's true? Yes, sir. And if so, uh, can you talk about what that means for Black Star Line and, and how that affects your operation? Well, it gives me a peace of mind because I was doing all the distribution myself. <laughs> so I got somebody else doing it, so that, that makes me happy because I'm not stressing out about shipping a bunch of shit to retailers. Thank you, brother. So um, it's also a mentorship because they, if they want, if I want, they'll show me how to run a warehouse. So eventually, when if I take my distribution back and I have my own warehouse, like like Kyle just did uh, from Warped, uh, I'll know how to run a, a a warehouse and how to distribute and all that stuff and have the employees and that type of thing. Um, they're also going to help me internationally. Uh, we are going to uh, enter to back in um, September, so we're going to make our uh, Global debut at the uh, Enter the Back trade show. Cheers. Cheers, gents. The top off, Clank. The top off. So, um, yeah, man, it's just, it's, it really ultimately is a peace of mind. I, I also have access to their uh, sales rep that they deal with. Okay. So I just contracted with Impact Force. Uh, Mike, Michael Perales is the owner of Impact Force. So they're going to cover 23 states for me. Wow. And then I'm working on another uh, broker that deals with Illusione. Uh, he's out of Texas, and he'll cover at least six other states that Impact Force doesn't cover. So that gets us up to close to 30 states that Cliff and I don't have to try to, you know, me and him try to attack. You know, they they got a sales force that's going to help us. So um, that's going to help us out tremendously and help us grow because um, the reason why we're not in a lot of places that we should be in is because it's two people trying to cover 50 states and I just I can't be everywhere. I'm I'm on the plane. I'm we're doing events and, and then I'm calling people. I'm I'm at events calling people in oh, other wow. states and it's just it's just it's busy. So I needed the help and this is the the I'm welcoming this help because it's so, gonna help us grow like crazy. Forgive me. Did we did we introduce Cliff? I don't know if we did. No, we did not. That's I'm not sorry. right. We have a a, a guest uh, kind of AKA off camera. Mr. Brown. We weren't yeah we weren't anticipating so we don't have a fourth mic but yeah he's uh. It's kind of orchestrating, us. you know. He's like shaking his head. I'm like, no, no, yes. no that's okay. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, Cliff is helping. my VP of sales, and uh, he's my brother, awesome. and my my bodyguard. Okay, and, I can see uh, why. I can see why. <laughs> yeah, I feel safe. Sometimes my mentor. <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. Like, he, he he wears many hats. So, okay. Yeah. All of your cigars have received a ninety or more rating, yeah. uh, from what I can find from our friends at Cigar Dojo, Stokey mm-hmm. Press, Blind Man's Pub including an impressive 95 on one of your recent releases, Lalibela, mm-hmm. which bears a name that dates back to 12th century Ethiopia. <clears throat> yep. Can you tell us a little about that? Yeah, Lalibela are the stone churches that were built into the ground in Ethiopia. Um, they're, if, if you've never seen a picture of those churches, you need to just Google it and look at it. They're amazing. Uh, I personally have never been there. I have friends that have been there uh, and seen them in person, and they told me that they're amazing. So I wanted to shine light on the area because that's another thing that some a lot of people just don't know they're there yeah sure. you know and it, it may be you know uh, it may be added on some people's bucket list like dude i saw that on black star lines uh band and shit i want to go see it in person so um yeah lollibella is also um it's the name of the area it's the name of the the uh the emperor that ran the area so it's a lot of historical names to lollibella so, it's also the most holiest area of um, of Ethiopia. Yeah, 
it's rumored that the Ark of Covenant is supposed to be there. So oh. I don't remember in the movie if Indiana Jones was there, but he I don't did know find if it. He was there. So yeah, he did find the Ark, but I don't think oh, it was in Ethiopia. Ale- no. <laughs> allegedly, there was no alien intervention in that movie. That's for a different episode, completely. But so speaking of the band, I know you had a band issue with Lalibella, <clears throat> where the picture didn't shrink right. Oh, the band the co- sucks. The color kind of blended in with the Mexican San Andreas rapper. So, so, so it was more than an issue. Okay, yeah, all right, okay. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say it. Yeah, the band yeah, sucks. Okay, you know, right. Uh, that's that. I had some people. They were like beating around the bush. They was like, "Well, you know, we just want to say about the band." And I was like, "What do you mean that it sucks?" And they're like. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah I already knew that. So too, too, I, using too many ums and does. Yeah, like, yeah, I was here like, you need to beat, yeah. beat around the bush with me. You like, the fuck? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be Instagram worthy, you know. It's, people yeah, got to take pictures like, of yeah. it, like their food and their cigars. They got to post the. I yeah. do agree with you, though. I mean, I was. I mean, it's catchy what it is, but there's some simple bands that I've seen. I'm like, the cigars mm-hmm. been great. Yeah, you know, and I. But I do. Once again, see that balance, you know, what they're trying yeah, to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm so everybody knows I am tobacco intensive. So. I can tell by I'm, the blends yeah, that you're coming is, out yeah. of. I, I put all my energy into the tobacco. Now, I'm increasing my, my uh, what do you call it? Uh, band and boxes and you know that that type of things to make it because some people just want something that looks nice and i get it but i'm the type of person i'm like shit i don't smoke the band i don't smoke the box so if it's i I want the tobacco that's what i want i'm 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 the tobacco you know yeah and that's what i'm judging is is what your tobacco tobacco quality is yeah and i'm like say hypothetically not hypothetically i'll go ahead and fucking say it do it. Gurkha has some fantastic boxes and bands, and they, they put a bunch of money in that shit. Yep. But the tobacco is shit. Mm. So, you know, uh, they got, like, for, I guess, like, maybe, like, 50 different expressions of, of cigars, but you had to go through all 50 of them to find two of them that you like. Yep. That's what I said that in a previous so. episode. Um, with Gurkha, especially when I first started out, you know, you can buy a, a Gurkha sampler for 25 bucks or whatever. It comes with mm. five sticks, and if you... You get one good one out of that sampler, yeah. maybe. Are those the manufacturer yeah, type? Are they you rolling the dice? Are they manufacturer? <laughs> you know that the hand roll? Are they machine roll type of deal? They're hand rolled. Okay, hand-rolled. they are hand rolled. Yeah, right. hand rolled. The problem is they don't own their own tobacco field, so they buying tobacco and you know you you're talking about trying to replicate something year to year when the tobacco is new every year. Gotcha. And you're trying to stay consistent with yeah. what you're trying to do, and the problem they had for a while was they had inconsistency problems. I see. Yeah. Okay. Now they do have one or two blends through Agonorsa. I've never had them. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, at this point, somebody would have to give it to me because I will not purchase it. Yeah. But those may or may not be okay. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never had it. Uh, but uh, the other ones I have had, at the ones I liked, I can't even remember the names of them because they have so many different fucking cigars. Well, that's why uh, our friends at Benny's. They don't even carry Gurkha that I don't believe because there's so many. Yeah. They were like, they, what do you choose from? And and, and they don't want to. They don't have a big humidor in some of their locations, so they don't want right. to stock shelves with stuff. Sure, that that's not going to go. Gonna sell, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. Hey, I admire your attention to history and the way you tie significance to your product. Um, I would love to see what would happen if you and Nick Melillo ever got together on a collaboration. Yeah, yeah, have you ever thought good, of that? He's a good dude. Um, 
because all of his foundation cigars are history based yeah, and Holly Selassie, yeah, yeah. some oh, significance yeah. behind everything. Mm, yeah, uh, Emperor during World War Two, right? Yeah, I, I would love to work yeah. with Nick if he, you know, I've, I've only met him once and it was real brief. Yeah, uh, at uh, Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, so uh, I haven't had a chance to really like just talk to him. You know, uh, but the brief interaction I had with him, I like him. Okay, you uh, hit it off. You could tell right from the. Yeah, it's know. not many owners that I've met, and I've met damn near everybody at this point that I don't like. Uh, there is somebody. I okay, there's a laugh. Really... What's going on? It sounds like yeah, a, a loaded. Really... It sounds like a loaded statement. Uh, yeah, I mean, if he hears it, it's care fine. to share? He, he can, I don't yeah, know. I, I, I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll say it. You know, I, that's how I am. Um, okay. Everything I heard about this guy. See, here's, here's how I am. He who I shall can... not be named. We'll just leave it. No, I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. So, here's how I am. I can hear a lot of stuff about people, but I always judge the person off my personal interaction with them, and I'll see if the stories I've heard about them match up to what my interaction was. So you're being fair. Yeah. So, <laughs> I ran into Rocky Patel <laughs> at PCA, and I had heard from a... I mean, a bunch of people, he's an asshole. Really? Okay. And when I met him, unfortunately, my interaction matched up to everything I had oh. heard, and mm. I, didn't, I didn't care for it at all, you know. So, I just, I was like, okay, well. I was like, unfortunately, you, you know, you, you're, in, you're in that category, you know. And I know he does a lot for the industry and all that, and that's cool. But you still... You still got to be a good human being, though. <laughs> like you, you, you know, you don't, you, I don't. You shouldn't like think you're better than people just because you've been around longer or you, maybe you have more money, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Because I, you know, I, I have more money than, than some people, but I don't like shit on people because of what I what I accumulated. And, and yeah, and that is, I mean, like the, what we're talking about too. Because I like to go ahead and ground it when we're talking about the things we're doing right now mm-hmm. is interactive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure, we could. We you could sit there. Anybody could sit there alone and enjoy a cigar, and enjoy you know a whiskey, scotch, or bourbon. But I think when that that quality standard right raises, when you're with the right people mm-hmm. who can share it, and like you, you guys are experts, I'm far from it. But this experience is enjoyable to me, mm-hmm. and there's more people like me out there than there are, you know, like you folks, yeah. and who know what you're doing. We're talking like you said, you've been doing it for quite some time, mm-hmm. and your likes, your dislikes, things that appeal to you. You know, I would probably hazard a guess at the very early you had different opinions. Mm-hmm. And then as time went by, you're like, okay. And here it's actually, for lack of a better term, it's evolved in the quality of what you like. Yeah. But all along, you've kept that, like you said, that grunt, like I said, fairness. Okay, let's get back to why we're doing this. We're enjoying this. Mm-hmm. We want to share this with like-minded people who are fair yeah. and definitely want to continue the experience with us. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think it's a fair assessment. Um, I got a funny story. You mm-hmm. want to hear it? Of course. Okay, so we want me to do an excerpt of what's on your mind here, but uh, I guess this was, could be what's on my mind. It was an experience that happened this week. So anyway, you know, I, when I, when I go to the gym lately. I'm trying to get rid of that COVID bod, uh, and so I go to the gym, and I've been doing a little more cardio than normal. So I go to the gym, and I bring two shirts. Okay, one I work out in. He's working on your glutes. Working on my glutes, doing a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of knee bent. Yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay, all right, so you've been yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you gotta make sure it's juicy. Yeah, I, 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 well, yeah, I, <laughs> it's not working for me. Uh, my wife says I don't, um, 
what's the word she used? She's so sweet. Oh, uh, love you, Ken, but you don't have an ass. Um, but I'm like, okay, because it's flat, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, so, I mean, I, I never really looked oh, at it. You oh, know, who missed a six o'clock? Yeah. Well, yeah, there are a variety of other names there, too. Some more endearing than others. Other ones, you're like, I can't believe you said that to me. But, um, you know, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I, and it involves her in a weird, weird kind of way. Funny you talk okay. about that. So, I go to the gym, and, you know, I'm getting ready. I'm kind of running late. You know, timing is all the essence. So, I run, and I'm looking for a shirt. I'm like, okay, there's uh, one of my shirts in the dryer. Mm. Okay, the dryer just got done. You know, you can go ahead and, you know, you can still smell the fabric softener on it. Mm-hmm. Grab the shirt, roll it up, take off, go to the gym. Do mm-hmm. my thing. And then I go to, I'm done with it. I go into the locker room. There's the mirror. There's a the sink. And I uh, take the shirt off. Get ready to put my other shirt on. I go ahead and put the other shirt on. I look flex down. a little bit before you put the other shirt on. What's that? You flex a little bit. No, no, no. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I try. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm no. Whatever I do, whatever I do, cardio. It's like it's just a big like. Oh my god, cover yourself for Christ's sake. Somebody sees you and like just like quit their membership that they have to see you again. So I uh, put the shirt on like and then wet, I look and like I look. Wet seal. Yeah, and then I looked out. Well, yeah, kind of like I'm kind of slick at that time. <laughs> But that's the whole purpose of it. You take this thing off, and you get out and go, go home and shower. But, uh, and I look down, uh, you know, down my feet, and I look down, and I go, oh, crap, there's a pair of women's underwear there. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Right. Okay, and I'm looking down, I'm like, kind of freaking sick. You know, I'm like, all the words, you know, are coming through my head. Mm. I'm looking down, and I'm looking down, I'm like, and they look familiar. <laughs> Hand to God, they look familiar. So, I mean, I don't have the best eyesight, so... Now I got an inkling of what they are, whose they are. Mm. Okay, so I pick them up. And I'm looking at. I go, "This is my wife's underwear." What was she doing in the gym? That's my thought too. So here's what I did. This is a very important thing that I'm all about empirical evidence. Mm-hmm. So I calm the hell down for that few seconds. You know, all right, like who's the weirdo who brings underwear in here? Um, and then I Boofy pick them up. Might do it. Was that? <laughs> Boofy might do it. Okay, so you know, you know, some. Okay, all right. So you can share the story with them. This is very important because I needed another piece of evidence. I think it's her underwear. Hmm. So I smell my shirt again. Fabric softener. Mm-hmm. You got to do that. Got to do it first, right? Anywhere before or after that is definitely going to be weird. Okay. Next thing you do, of course, is what? Oh, you sniffed them. Smell the underwear, and yeah. thank God there's a match. Thank God for that. Okay, I'm thinking what happened as you guys probably guessed. It was caught in the shirt. Fell out, and it was really interesting. I looked down at it, and I'm like, "Wow!" Oh. And as I'm looking at it, put it down. I go, "I got to really explain this to the guy who just walked out of the sauna in that towel, looking at me." And he's standing there, and, and what do you do? You know, you take what everybody would do. I sniffed it, put it in my pocket, wash my hands, and then I uh, walked away, give him the old "Hey, what's up?" and walked out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what was in his head. He's probably like, "Well, what what could have been?" You know, maybe I met that was his dream date. I don't know, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think the most important part of that is don't sniff the underwear first. Uh, make sure that yeah. you you know do your sequential kind of thing. And I told you my wife match about it that. Up. So uh, to go and avoid that every time, I bring a new pair of underwear with me already, so I'm not shocked. They're in my pocket, and then after I'm done working out, it's my new ritual. So we got a buddy that works at a lounge, and he he walks around with an extra pair of jeans. So okay, I just okay. I was like, I had to ask him. I was like, so 
What do you mean? Like, literally, he's holding him as he's walking around? Yeah, he walks in. He has a pair of jeans in his hand. And I was like, so why do you have an extra pair of jeans? Are you, like, scared you're going to shit yourself and you need to, like, change up? You don't want to go home? Or, questions like, be got questions. I just, yeah, I was like, I got a bunch yeah. of questions about yeah. why you have a spare pair of jeans with you at a cigar lounge. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was a bit weird. But, but what did he tell you? What did he say? Well, I say this. Okay, here we go. Oh, so we I do say this. If he see this, if he see this recording, he's gonna kill him. Okay. So I mean, I, I mean, what comes next is obviously thought. I mean, this is like there's gonna be a careful answer if there is gonna be one. No, I didn't say any names. So. Okay. <laughs> But I'm, I'm dying now. Why? Why the? Why the? Uh, what pair was the explanation? Why, why another? Why? The explanation was because I was still laughing at the fact that he had an extra pair of pants with him. So extra pair of denim with him. We were laughing so hard. I didn't. I actually didn't get a valid explanation. But he, I just. I was like, wow. We didn't get. Okay. So how many times have you seen him do this? That was the first time, and it, it wigged me out. I was like, whoa. And I've been doing it since I was twelve. So did he do it again? <laughs> well, maybe it was like he probably won't around me. So. <laughs> maybe it was very specific. Maybe he was going to another event or like, he, hey, I don't want the smell. Of well, then he brought it in with yeah, him. He was like, so. oh, well, I don't want this fresh pair of jeans to smell like smoke. So, yeah, know. but why bring him in? <laughs> you know, <laughs> go change out by the parking lot like the rest of us. Right. You know, that's where I change my pants. <laughs> dumb. <laughs> oh, well. And we all got friends like that. Like, y'all should have seen the IG Live I did with Boofy. So. Me and him didn't know each other at the time. So I just reached out to him like, hey, man, you want to do an IG Live with me? He was like, yeah, dude, let's do it. So, you know, I didn't know him very well. I've heard that he's crazy, but I didn't know how crazy he was. But the thing that threw him off was he didn't know I was just as crazy as he is. So he was throwing stuff out, and I was throwing it right back at him. (laughs) I'm starting to get that vibe. uh, You know, he does like... He does rings and jewelry and sculpt stuff. So I was I was like, hey man, I told him I was like, you know I got elephantitis, right? It's like my balls are really, oh, here we go. really, like, really big. And he, he was like, oh yeah. He was like, he was like, are they hairy too? I was like, yeah, they got a considerable amount of hair on them. And then I was like, hey, I, I was like, I know you sculpt things. I was like, you think you make a sculpt sculpture of me? He was like, hell yeah. I was like, okay. I was like, I need one with me just sitting on top of my balls. With hairs coming <laughs> yeah. Holding a vase. Or, you know, just something, you know, All right. to take off some of the attention. Yeah, you need balance. See, it makes you know. sense because when we was at uh, PCA the last time, mm-hmm. or TP, one of the two, Boofy had a booth there, but he had a box, and everybody kept saying, don't open that box up. Open a box up, it has Boofy condoms in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, the old typical, what's in the box? Mm-hmm. Seven. Uh, yeah. What's in the box? Yeah. What's in the box? Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to ask the name, or the reason for the name? Boofy? Uh, you know, I don't know. No? It's, it's, it's no? Some, some nickname off his last name. So oh, okay. I, I never yeah. asked him that. Yeah, it's a normal use. Yeah, name. I never asked him. All right, Matt is like, okay, Matt, bring us back, please. Bring yeah, <laughs> Get us back into the deeper water because we're... Almost I don't even the, know if I want to continue. We're man. almost on the rocks, so I'm with you, man. We 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 get back on track. Get back on track, but that's I'll what, steer the train yeah, off the. Well, road that's what we do bit. here. We drink. That's yeah. what guys do, and gals do. We drink. And that's the, uh, talk that's about the spirit behind yeah. uh, cigars. Is you know, most people for the most, especially back in like the Titanic days, and they they got around, they got to their smoking room. White <laughs> star line. Perfect <laughs> way to bring it full <laughs> circle. <laughs> okay, so this is not quite a disaster. They what went in the smoking mean? room. Uh, they, they talked about their cigar for probably a minute and a half, and then they just talked about everything else. So I mean, it's not, 
yeah. uncommon. Most of our episodes kind of go off the rails, but they, they do. Yeah. They do. This is not this is normal. The, the norm. So you've mentioned recently uh, that you had plans for a Black Starline Foundation. Yes. Oh. Is that still in the works? Yeah. I just I need to talk to some people that know how to set up uh, that type of uh, demonstration because um, I'm not familiar with it. So, uh, but yeah, the activations. So I, uh, <laughs> I what it is, what I want to do is tobacco is so demonized. I want to yes. make sure that people know that yeah. I'm using tobacco and, and, and the reputation I've built in the tobacco industry to help some people. Exactly. So I'll, I'll partner with a women's shelter or something. I'm going to find something to make sure that I, I help people and hopefully the FDA can get wind of that. Like, Hey, they're using tobacco yeah. that, that we think is so evil to help somebody. Well, I mean, the FDA just what they they're starting to slam down on infused cigars, which I, yeah, I know you have a couple, both. but I know you're not a big fan of infused. I'm not at all. Um, yeah, I'm not. If they did away with them, I actually wouldn't be upset about it because right, that'll take another thing off my plate because I infuse everything myself. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, and it's it's time consuming. So if they if they actually did take that way, I wouldn't be totally upset. Now, who's going to be really upset is Drew Estates because acid is the number one fucking selling cigar in the world. Yeah, yeah exactly. We, we learned that too. We learned that along the way. They're going to be the ones that's really like, yeah. oh fuck. We had uh, you know? one of our previous guests. Uh, he does uh, the Don Rafa. He's a local Chicago uh, based uh, company as well. Who uh, Maximus? Uh, Raphael Yaka. Oh, Don Rafael. Okay. Yeah, Rafa. yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, I never does, met him. I he know does a lot of, he, great, guy. Great, great guy. Great guy. But he does a lot him. of infused. He's he got a, I think he's starting to really explore into the premium. He's got his Habano box press and, and a couple of others, but nothing, you know, he, his, he's got like peach cobbler and all these oh, yeah. weird flavors. I mean, yeah, I, I, I call him what? The Willy Wonka of cigars. Yeah, because that's how, ironically, that's how he just got goes in. on. Yeah, okay. He got in with the infused and, you know, yeah. he's got a great story too. Fantastic okay. story. But he's, right. he's a premium cigar lover. I mean, he, and that's, he got into the infused. There's a market for it, clearly. Yeah. But, you know, he went to his love, and it went, you know, that's where he really enjoys the uh, premiums. I've never met him before. Uh, I didn't know that's how he. Yeah. 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 I didn't make my intro with Infuse, but I mean, you got to get in how you get in. So. Exactly. So, time to pick your favorite child. If you were to pick any cigar out of your line, which is your go to? El Milagro Crow. Really? Yeah. But that's partly because that was. Excuse that me. That was one of my uh, that was one of my first blends. So I'm always gonna go back to the originals. And that's the there red label, that right? Because you do the red label for the fire department and yep. the blue label for police. That is yeah, awesome. Yeah, you're here to that. And I made the red one a little stronger because I felt firefighters were stronger than cops. No, they just spread in a lot more smoke. That's <laughs> <laughs> a that's a good one. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So you got to give them something stronger. They do that every day, you know. So. I like that. <laughs> so yeah. when you kick back and relax and you put smoke in the air, what is your go-to drink? I know you're a scotch guy. You yeah, are. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, Brook Lottie. Brook Lottie Ooh. is my – I've, I've actually, in whatever, like, uh, topic we're talking about, I really don't have an absolute favorite except for, like, hip-hop and scotch. So I've narrowed it oh, down it. for scotch. Brook Lottie is my absolute favorite distillery. Their their proofs are always right at a hundred proof. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter which expression they got. Where are they located? 
Bugalati is Scotland. Um, the actual uh, section of Scotland, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. You've got, you got five. It's not Isla. No, it's not. Uh, well, I was telling. Uh, I mean, it's not Highland either. Yeah, because you have Highland and the low. They, got, they, got, they designate, there's six yeah. areas, but I think Scott, their association out in Scotland, they identify with five. Mm-hmm. Five different regions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the highlands and the lowlands, and it's kind of interesting too because you're going to have a different taste and hue just yeah. the way the climate is, oh, yeah. where the elevation is. Obviously, what's on, you know, for Speedside, for example, because you're closer to the mm-hmm. surf. And we talked about that too, the different flavors that come yeah, in from the salt. Not Speedside either. Not Speedside. Yeah, we had a special uh, last episode. We did, yeah, from uh, Card Hue. Yeah, which was a Speedside. But uh, that's the beauty. Well, scotch, 90% of the scotch that comes out of Scotland is a blend. Yeah. Okay, I Unless mean, they're a single malt. Yeah, they're single malt. The, you know, and those are the like the, you know, as far as the Parthenon goes, yeah, the, the high end. Uh, yeah, that's it. mostly what I drink is okay. single so, malts. I don't really do blends, unless it's uh, Compass Box. Compass Box makes some good blends. Because I want to uh, say, dare I say, like that's another one that is from a single distillery. I think malts are uh, pot, uh, pot still type mm-hmm. of deal as well. Mm-hmm. They're age old. Now, you were talking about your favorite. I mean, Matt, uh, I don't want to compartmentalize, but Matt will gravitate to a bourbon. Yeah. Okay. And and I, I, yeah, I'm, and I'm I, bourbon. Yeah, and Which I, bourbon? Um, well, I, I'm a, a fan of Willet. Um, there's a couple of other distilleries that I like. Um, I, mean, I'm, I like anything in the, the 100 proof range, which has been aged for more than four years. I'm a no big way. fan of Bald and Bond. Um, no uh, anything younger than that, I, I feel, is just premature, or is almost People in the wine industry would say it's a baby, you know, and, and mm. you can tell right off the nose. You don't, you don't even have to taste it. Um, what about John J. Bowman? Okay, Bowman. Yeah, good. yeah, that's a good one. Very yeah, good. John J. They, they got yeah. Bowman's, but John J. Is... Yeah, it's Bowman Brothers, it's John J. Uh, Isaac Brothers. Uh, the John J., in my opinion, is the best one, but that's the hardest one to find. One of my new favorites, and my father-in-law kind of has a, uh, he's part of the, the membership down there in Austin, Texas, but it's okay. the, the Garrison Brothers. Heard of it, never had it. Fantastic uh, facility. They, they grow their own, you know, every, all their uh, mm-hmm. hops okay. and everything there, and all their, and, and they, what, I find fascinating is that they have a group of 300 members mm. and volunteers that will go there and you can sign up to help hand bottle, hand wax dip the bottles, wow. hand right on it. Giving back to the community. And That's what I'm about. The greatest part about it is every half hour you get a shot of encouragement. Okay. Or you can sip it. Or you can sip it. But mm. yeah, it, it's just a, it's a great uh, facility and uh, he's turned me on to that and uh, we actually went to a, a bar Last weekend, and yeah. we had their twenty-seven. I had their twenty seventeen Cowboy Edition, which is like a hundred and thirty something proof, but it's been okay. aged, and it's you can't tell. You yeah. can't tell, you know, okay. the high octane. The quick story with that, because we were doing our research, we're you know empirical research kind of guys, and I was drinking. You know, I like real quick. I kind of gravitate toward the Irish whiskeys. Okay, I mean, and we'll you know, tealing. Yeah, Black Pits. Yeah, I haven't had that. What did we have? We had the no, I haven't had that. Oh, Black Pits is fantastic. Okay, yeah. it's Petey though. I gotta bring so somebody in here just take notes have... for me and like hold it up. Yeah, well, it's, it's, you didn't bring it's, your. It's a Petey you yeah. Irish Scotch. So. Yeah, is it, is it Petey? Okay, because a lot of the yeah. Irish ones aren't it's heavy Petey. See, that's the, that's a note for the Scotch normally. Yeah, yeah. Sort of, and there's only like a... Lagavulin. Okay, you've had yes. that before. Because if you're you guys are tapping in probably to a, a very elite Irish one because they don't have too many, but the ones that they do, 
are on that that top end that you're talking about. Yeah, Konamari has a, 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 yeah. a, a peated uh, yeah, the, Irish whiskey too. They smoked that. Yeah, they smoked the peat. Yeah, Konamara is good too. So we were at this local establishment we're talking about. I'm having an Irish whiskey, and then I went in there and I said, "What?" Uh, I started asking them questions. I asked if they had some Pappy Van Winkle and all that, and they're like, "No, we don't. We have this," and it was the the cowboy. The cowboy. And he didn't know that. So I'm to surprise Matt. I like to surprise him when I can. Uh, they He's a did... good guy. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to my dad, weren't you? Uh, uh, but uh... I'm not mentioning any <laughs> names. Did they call you again? No. Oh, um, so anyway, the place we went to, okay, they, they didn't serve them in these. They served them in, you know, this is a shot in a bar place. I was, yeah, that was like the only shot downfall. Yeah, when you well, pour yeah. something like that into yeah. a shot glass. I'm like, give me a sift. Give me yeah, a but, yeah, I mean, basically, when you get a good whiskey, you'll drink it out of a, sh- a new shoe. But uh, you'll drink it out of a shoe if it's good stuff. But anyway, so... There it was. In fact, that is on the bottle, that, that star you guys have seen, that, that metal. I even asked the gentleman, can I have that? Because we were finishing off the bottle. Mm-hmm. So he gave it to me. And I suggested Matt turn that into like a, a metal, like turn it in with a pin so he can wear mm-hmm. it. Like, mm-hmm. like a general? Yeah, like a general. No, or, or, yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So it's actually on the bottle. And like you're oh, talking nice. about the connection with the father-in-law, and so I, I handed it to him, and he, he took a sip, and he goes, hey, have you ever tried it? I go, no, I never have. So I did. Mm-hmm. And... You said it was a higher octane, but the thing that immediately jumped at me, and the best term I can go with, was, was a roll. A roll of flavor. You know, when I went to the nose test, I could smell, okay, you could smell the alcohol, mm-hmm. you could smell some of the hints, what it is. Mm-hmm. But the roll of flavors, that I couldn't identify each, every flavor, but definitely you could tell there's a transition, and it rolled across. You had the, the nice warm burn at the end there. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Now we've got another different type of brown liquor we've tasted that has... It's defined by how it's made and what. It's completely different than any yeah. high octane yeah. type of bourbon or whiskey that I've had. Well, it's the same as Octanium. Octanium's come out of uh, Iowa. Mm-hmm. They have one that's 137 proof, and I mean, it's flavor wise, it's beautiful. But when it hits your chest, it's yeah, like that's that burn, and that's the thing <laughs> I've been win- learning. That's a so winter drink. Oh, it waits. It's like wait for it. Wait for it. It's like cigar dojo will put its own. Yeah, so it's like a time bomb like that, huh? Because uh, that's, I mean, we use our novice terms, the burn, whatever it may be, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's how we, we come across them with the nose palette and the finish, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, no, that was a good experience, yeah. uh, you know, so. There you go. Yeah. So I can imagine you're traveling a lot uh, mm-hmm. with events and conventions recently. Uh, mm-hmm. Where's, what's next for you? Memphis. We Memphis. leave for Memphis, Memphis on Thursday. I got four events in Memphis. So we're going to be humping. Uh, so we got one at Fat Charlie's. Uh, we get one at uh, Tinderbox. Uh, Ooh, then, Tinderbox! I, yeah, I've, yeah, I've been meaning to try to go. Yeah. So, and then wow. Saturday the seventh, we have two events. So, it's the cigars, whiskey, and bourbon event during the day, and then we're doing Spring Street right across the border in Mississippi and Tupelo uh, that night. See, to so. me, that would be called Christmas. <clears throat> but go ahead. Well, uh, you can go. Will Black Starline Cigars be in Vegas for the uh, PCA or Rocky Mountain? Uh, yeah, we're doing PCA. I'm not doing Rocky Mountain this year. Um, it was the Rocky Mountain was just too pricey for me. Um, they and we're so small, man. I can't give up that much uh, money to be there. So we did it once. It was a great experience, great event. We sold a lot. But we didn't make a lot because they took a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, so, the, so the buy it was like a pair of victory. Basically. Yeah. So you have to give uh, fourteen hundred cigars or something like that just to be eligible to be come to the event. 
and then they take 60 percent of uh of what you sell so it was uh for us to be so small it was uh you know it's not it, it was that's not feasible for me to do it again so this is interesting insight you know those little things you don't know about like what are the the buildings the built-in stuff like yeah. i would have never guessed that you know yeah i mean yeah. i would have surmised it but i'm like but now you're it's a great event, event, though. So I, I get it. It took sixty percent, and their tobacco tax is like forty-seven percent. And then you know that's their sin tax, huh? right? Yeah. Plus the cigars we gave, so it wasn't it wasn't yeah. didn't make money sense, but it was a great event. It was a good experience. Great experience. You guys, yeah. So we just paid well. for uh, you know basically notoriety and for people to get to know us, you know. So see, so yeah, you came away with enough money to buy beer and. Groceries. <laughs> like, that's how I lived through college, you know? Yeah. $20 a week. So in the spirit of the, the name and the culture, uh, mm-hmm. especially with Lolly Bella and all that, will you be exploring future blends with or wrappers that include, like, a Cameroon to maybe showcase tobacco grown in Africa? Ooh. Yeah, if I Ooh. can get it. Um, Agonorsa doesn't have it, so I had to source it and have it sent over to Agonorsa. So yeah, depends on what factory I'm working with, if they have access to that tobacco. Um Agonorsa deals with Agonorsa tobacco. They they source some stuff in, and the, where they're like like San Andreas and even my Connecticut Shade, they sourcing that in. So that's why they charge me a little bit more for that that tobacco because that's not tobacco that they grow. Okay. So okay. It just depends on who I can get it from and if it's at a, a good price and that type of thing. Um, I would have to probably go to like AJ Fernandez or something like that. But AJ, AJ has a, a, from what I understand, what I heard, and I don't know if it's true because I haven't, I've never met AJ. Okay. So I haven't okay. had a conversation with him. But what I've heard is the lead time to get cigars out of his factory is a year. Wow. And I can't, I can't place an order for 150000 Not yet. Give them seventy five grand, you know, because you got to pay half up front. Yeah. And then wait yeah. a year. And I got seventy five grand just floating out, and I'm not making any money off of it. That doesn't sit well with me. So well, I, yeah, I, I can't, yeah, I can't do that. We're too small for that. So are you um, maybe planning on using any candela in a future stick? Uh, maybe as a wrapper or like a barber pole? Oh, I know it's kind of gimmicky, okay, but you just, uh, you just walked him in the sun. Let's hear this. Okay, the you laugh like he's that. giggling. So, yeah, he's giggling. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Candela's a young tobacco. That's why it's green. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I do like certain candelas. Like, I originally liked the wasabi that Eric Espinosa put out. Mm-hmm. But I had it in, um, where were we? Dallas. <clears throat> and it just didn't, it didn't taste just, good. It adds like a, and it has to be balanced with the yeah. right, especially when you do like a barber pole. I know we've had the Asylum 13 Ogre, the Alec mm. Bradley Which I uh, like. Filthy Hooligan. Yeah, yeah. No. If it's balanced right it adds so much sweetness to it so much like baby flavor to it that you almost need to have a strong i mean if you throw this yeah. much lajero inside a cigar in a blend and then yeah. throw a candela barber mm. pole on it it might even i'm not a huge needle. fan of barber poles though yeah. so but you yeah. brought a point to it last time we had that shamrock that that mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's like it, it had to actually be perfectly wrapped so they all had that confluence of coming together and burning yeah because we were lighting those up Quite a bit. We kept retouching those up. Well, that's the, also another yeah. thing, especially with the triple wrap, the yeah. shamrock, or even a regular mm-hmm. barber pole. It's not one continuous wrap. It's yeah. you, you yeah. almost have to. Yeah. So that term I use, confluence. So they all come together like a confluence of three 
Three River Stadium, Pittsburgh. Just let you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was easy, right? He's a big Dallas fan. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I don't know why. But Ultimate goal, Black Star Line cigars in 10 years. Where do you see that, the ceiling? Where do you want to be? Um, I'm a big fan of Romacraft's uh, oh. business model where they only stay around 250 accounts. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to be around there because that's very manageable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they sell a ton of stuff. So, you know, I, I think I could do exactly what Skip is doing, Skip and Mike are doing, and, you know, and, and keep it at a manageable amount of, of cigar lounges, whereas I can go visit and that type yeah, of thing. So. And I think basically, and you, you're touching on some points here, because you guys have a quality product. I'm not mm-hmm. just saying that because you guys are That's here. fantastic. Because <laughs> last week when I smoked what you guys had out, I'm like, okay, I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, who cares? Don't take much to impress Ken. But, I mean, the thing is, it's like uh, – I'm like, okay, here we have. I know what I like and I know what I don't like. That's right. that's the litmus test for me. That's the most important thing. Yeah, you know? And it really when it comes down to it. Um, <clears throat> and after you get past that span of control, I mean, this is you. I mean, well, I heard some stories about you, good stories, mm-hmm. about, I mean, how you got into some it. bad ones, too. But, I'm yeah. waiting for those. But, but like, you know what? I'm like, you think <laughs> that's bad? I'm like, oh, wait, here's I'm like, you think that's bad? Let me tell you about it and then leave it for another show. <laughs> right. But um, it, how you got into it. It uh, was a testament to your determination to it, too. Mm-hmm. It's just like basically um, Matt was telling me a little story. He had a, a dialogue with you before about how you got into it. I mean, when mm-hmm. was your epiphany? Like, I'm going to do this. Can you talk about that a little bit? Man, it was just literally my love of the leaf. Uh, I was smoking at, at the firehouse. I, I mean, I've smoked years before that, like in the Bahamas. But you know, I, I, I venture to say if I smoked the same cigar I smoked in the Bahamas, I probably would have thought it was complete trash. Really? You know, but... I was on a boat drinking 151 uh, cocktails, yeah, and and smoking cigars, and I was just completely out of my mind, you know. So, yeah, I didn't. Well, I dig it. I mean, you're bringing back some memories. Most traumatic, but you're bringing back some Yeah, because Bacardi doesn't even make 151 anymore. Yeah, because it is jet fuel. Yeah. But they uh, still sell Everclear, though. Yeah, so that's a 190 <laughs> proof. So yeah, yeah, but they've masked that. I'm sorry, I didn't mm-hmm. mean to interrupt. But mm-hmm. so that is how you did. It. But then all of a sudden, the, but the act of furtherance. What did you do to actually get into the business? I mean, you could think um, about it, but then you put it, made it actionable. How did a lot that? of networking at uh, Drew Estate events. So at the time, which was, it was almost like the stars were in alignment. So at the time, JD was bringing out his liquor line. So Benny's is, as you know, is a big liquor chain. So he was sure. coming to Chicago a lot to do events at Benny's because he was trying to push his liquor line. And it's a, you know, they have 47 locations. So that's a, a good place to push yeah. it at. That's a big account. So sure. we just, he, he probably, when he was trying to do his liquor line, he probably came to Chicago at least four times. And I stayed in his face every time he came to Chicago. No kidding. And I, 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 we were letting him know. We were serious about getting into the cigar industry. And the more we let him know, the more he wanted to help us. That squeaky so, wheel got oiled. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's what led us to El Titan de Bronze because he told us, that, he was like, hey, man, just, just stay on him and, and stick, keep calling. Let him know you, you really want to do this. And it, it, it all paid off because she eventually did the blend for us. Wow. So did this uh, Dark Four, which is... Absolutely amazing. Just a fantastic smoke. Oh, thank you. It's a, you know, like we mentioned, Instagram worthy. <laughs> Construction yeah. and burn. That, okay, you guys, because I'm, I'm just, kind of like. A... It's just body slamming with flavor and strength. I'm, I'm a huge fan mm-hmm. of, of this. Um, 
I will say, though, at least for me, there are a few in the industry that can almost blindly match the cigar with the person who blended it and produced it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most people will taste it themselves. If they don't like it, they're not going to produce it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the, the smoking profiles uh, I personally like. And, for example, you can, with experience, you can almost identify like a Steve Saka yeah. versus a Nick Malillo versus an AJ versus a John yeah. Huber. Um, this cigar definitely has a, a unique profile um, that, I mean, if I was blindfolded, I can, pro- you know, maybe move the needle towards, yep, this is this is an Eric Bay. See, I yeah. don't know if I could. Yeah. I'm not that discerning, but I mean, hopefully someday I will when I you know, when I get older. It's like a signature. Yeah. <laughs> right. Once you find a signature <laughs> cigar, you, you know what yeah. it is. You know who yeah. it is. I, I pretty much can tell just about any cigar that's made by AJ. Even if it's mm. not AJ's product, it's somebody else's product. Oh, okay, you know, fair enough. Yeah, you know, you know the signature of that cigar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're a Southsider, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Mm. Best hot dog: Gene and Jude's, Super Dogs, or Portillos? Portillos. Best deep dish: Equads, Luminati's, or Giordano's? Hmm. Is it Willis Tower or still Sears Tower? Sears. It's gonna be Sears. Yeah, that's yeah. Sears forever. And last, and this might be a house divided: Cubbies or White Sox? Baseball is boring to me. <laughs> Facts. So the, the story behind that is, <laughs> Bo Jackson is one of my favorite players ever, not just athletes ever. Yeah, he is. He's so from, yeah, he, I went to see him when he was playing for the Sox, and I fell asleep. And then ten years later, I took my son to his first baseball game. I had one beer and fell asleep. So it's just—I I used to play baseball too. It's just—so you just fell asleep. It, I was just, it's just boring. You fell asleep because of the the game, not because of Bo, obviously. But yeah, it's the game. It's it's too slow for me. Uh, yeah, I need I, some kind of violence. Somebody got to hit somebody so football, or something. You're a football guy. Oh yeah. Okay, and no question. I mean, Matt, you like baseball? Is that your first? Baseball is my first love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm a grew up a Mets fan, so we're having uh, a fantastic season. Uh, let's not let's not mention Mets. the. Daryl Strawberry? He said yeah. the Mets. Yeah, yeah. I met him not too long ago. Let's, let's, let's just, you know, put it up yeah, yeah. on the record, out, uh, this way. The, the no-hitter that happened last night. Okay, the, yeah, the there was filthy a, Phillies. Go ahead and tell you. I, I, okay, I actually brought that up. I mean, I don't want to get too far into detail, but it, it is, it's, you know, we had the Johan Santana no-hitter, which is controversial because Carlos Beltran hit a, uh, a, a foul ball, which obviously hit the chalk line. You could see it. Mm. And so I never considered that a no-no. Here we go. But this last night was a, a nice what I considered the first no-hitter from the Mets. Well, actually, it's historic. Yeah. Do you know the background on that? It's a no, 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 I believe, because it took five pitchers. Five pitchers. Uh, five, five pitchers, pitchers came in and still did it. Did a okay. no-no, which is, I think, I don't know if it's the first ever. Seven, but... 17th uh, time it actually has happened in Major League Yikes. history. Yeah, and they beat Good. the Phillies. Not shocked. Uh, but the... I hope that happens all the time. I, yeah. I hate Really? Okay. Yeah. I, Anything I, from Philly, except for maybe the, the Philly cheese. I shouldn't have done that. I'm going to be talking about the ledge after this. But, uh, but um, football, which is the the sport, let's yeah. just let's talk about that. I mean, a even as a bit. Cowboys fan, I hate the Eagles. So I mean, it's, and you, you know, should, you know, why? Because I told you about that linebacker they should have grabbed, a linebacker out of Georgia. Oh yeah. Guess who got him? Is that the the beast that like did the massive? Uh, uh, 50-yard line dash, 300-pound uh, guy who had, like, the 10-foot no, something. No, not that guy. Long. I don't know his name. He's this – I mean, I should know the name, but <laughs> he is – he was instrumental. I mean, Georgia was loaded for bear with the yeah. defensive players that went there. In fact, they were talking about 
perhaps, and we have to check the facts on this, probably slated to have a record as amount of draft choices that were defensive. They, they, they had five in the first round. There you go. And I think, yeah, and as in the third round, they I can't, he escapes me. I'm looking at him right now. I mean, when you get old like me, you forget things like every day. <laughs> Very I'm surprised old. I'm wearing pants today. But uh, they got him. I told you Dallas should have grabbed him. You always keep an extra pair with you. Don't yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> so your That's friend right. there has taught us a very valuable lesson, you know. Just, you know. Just keep an extra pair of jeans with you. It's okay. Well, I do, but maybe I'm learning. Kill him if you see this. Okay, but I learned a lesson. Maybe I shouldn't be changing my pants in the parking lot is what I'm, yeah. you know, what I've learned from today. You know, you, know? you had basic jeans. You had designer jeans. You just keep changing them. Okay, <laughs> he's gonna kill him. Huh? Is that what he's saying? Okay. Well, I mean, God bless him because now I'm gonna start doing that. I'm gonna walk on, roll over my, and like, hey, what's up? That's my jeans, and then make it a thing. Yeah, just switch you them know? up. So your uh, your wife has a podcast, Faith yes, Over Everything. Yep. I want to give that a quick plug and give her please a shout do, out. Please yeah, do. Yeah, Faith Over uh, Everything podcast is. Uh, she talks about a bunch of different topics from women to men, uh, racial things. I mean, I mean, it's everything. Uh, Ed Reed was on her uh, podcast. He's a good friend of mine. So he, Who was that? Ed Reed. Okay. Yeah, so um, she she had a Hall of Famer on her uh, podcast. So Does she smoke cigars? Yes and no. Okay. She only smoke a cigar if she comes to my event. You know, but she It's kind of a rule. Yeah, she doesn't, on a regular basis like me, no. No. Well, because also she doesn't even really drink either. So, um, in fairness, I mean the things we've talked about because I think a lot of things we me and Matt talk about is the, I think it's a group out there that is clearly underrepresented in this venue. Now, I mean the stigma is okay. This is what guys do. I go. I don't think it's a fair assessment. I mean mm-hmm. there probably are quite a few There's women a out there. Very right? large women. Yeah, and I think that's something we want. We want to yeah. kind of like embrace that because I think it's so eight years ago. The big boom shocked the cigar industry with black women smoking cigars. Yeah. And they had literally carried the cigar industry for a while. Well, they're still carrying the cigar industry right now. No kidding. They're actually smoking better than most men now. I, I, I mean, it's funny because of the smoke shop that I go to, you know, and over there on uh, Burning Leaf and their Aurora. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you guys just mentioned. So, young lady come in, and you could see what she, she knew what she was doing. She yeah. knew you could, like, I mean... Wasn't being like weird, like listening to everything mm-hmm. that she said, but most of what she was saying. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, she knew she was rattling off where she wanted this, wanted a certain cut, and mm-hmm. sat down with everybody else and just was in the crowd like everyone else. Yeah. And I looked at that and I'm like, that's exactly once again coming back to what this should be about, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's uh, it's not so much the product as it is also the uh, the culture and the bringing together concept with that. So I thought yeah. I, I thought that was really cool. You know, we sell the cigar industry is the most educated product that we're selling to the uneducated consumer. So you're talking to me. Yeah. So, you know, it's, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, it's a very intricate product that has a lot to do with it. But a lot of people don't know what the fuck is in the cigar. They just smoke it. True. 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 um, And once again, I guess what we're finding out is you don't have to unless you like it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever your, your likes and dislikes are. Well, with um, me, is like I'll be smoking a cigar. I'll either be reading about that cigar or I'll be reading about another cigar. So, because that's the way I, I keep increasing my knowledge. Yeah. So, and I never, I never really smoke the same thing. I always smoke something different because that's how I keep building my palate. 
I don't want to trap my palate into a quote unquote favorite cigar. That's you keep if you keep smoking the same shit, then you're not you're not gonna grow as a smoker. Okay. And uh, is is uh, that's just a simple principle of life. Like if you keep eating the same meal all the time, then you're not gonna really appreciate anything else. So you got to keep building that palate. And it doesn't matter what it is, if it's wine, scotch, bourbon, uh, gin, it doesn't matter what it is. You've got to keep testing your palate out on different things to see what you like and what you don't like and pick up the notes on whatever it is. And that's how you keep growing your palate. And that's how you really become a quote-unquote aficionado that people keep throwing that term out and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Got it. So, yeah, well, then, uh, that's insightful <clears throat> for sure. So, listener, uh, if you want more details on Black Star Line cigars, go to their website, blackstarline.shop. Mm-hmm. Check out their retail partner page for a full list of shops and locations, yep. or you can uh, order directly from Black Star Line. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is the last thoughts of the last third. I know we're, we're pretty much coming down to it, but, I mean, would I smoke it again? Absolutely. I enjoyed every aspect of it. It's just outstanding. Our ratings. Um, the, we uh, yeah, we're going to go with the ratings. Uh, I enjoyed this experience. Uh, it's in line with being probably one of the best full-bodied, full-strength cigars that I've, that I've had. Yeah. Um, I would probably do this with a good espresso, uh, maybe a French mm-hmm. press cup of uh, Warwich coffee, also available at go. blackstarline.shop. Did not know that. Or oh, yeah. grab a bottle of the Willet Pot Still that we're enjoying right now, mm-hmm. which um, I would say is my rating cigar and be kind of tough because i'm sitting next to the guy who makes it but a full body full strength is my weakness i i love these type of cigars my my score is probably the highest that i think i've ever given on this show nice i'm giving the black star line dark Warwich a 9.0 there you go we oh. do figure skating rules we don't do the 94 blah blah, blah. yeah yeah I get he used and, to uh, figure skate and if i i feel um. like if you i i, I pose this question if you, if you give something a 10 like where you go from there and he was like well you give it an 11 i'm like that's not how it works <laughs> right. yeah, yeah yeah it caps off a 10 you can't go over a 10 <laughs> okay and then it's funny you said this because probably when we topped off is when i already had it in my head what i was going to score this mm-hmm. and you know most notably you know i've learned is a lot of times you're going to find out exactly what you're feeling in probably the first third mm-hmm. of a cigar yeah when it gets closer you feel more heat the flavor, obviously, in that first third is going to go ahead and reveal itself. Mm-hmm. You say 9.0, and this is not just a one-up you. It would have been a 9.1. 9. It's a 9.1. Yeah, I know. Them. Yeah, I one-upped him, but, but you know what? He I, I, literally one-upped me. Yeah, he did. Well, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, here. Well, I'm like, I guess I'm like, you better not say 9. You better not say 9. You better not say higher than 9.1. It's like before you say a comment, you say, with yeah. all due He's, respect. Like I said, it's there. Yeah. Like, oh, no, it's like, some yeah. okay. I'm like, I go, okay. I'm like, here we go. I'm like gripping the table. I'm like, you know, I'm like, the, let's not do this witness protection thing where you're like, oh, yeah, I saw the same thing. He's you the know, guy like, on uh, that. Yeah. He's the guy on that. Uh, um, what is that one show? Uh, come on down. Um, uh, uh, fall Drew Guy. Car- no, with Drew uh, Carey or was Bob so, Barker. It's like a deal? No. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah. Is Bob Barker on there? Yeah. Was Bob Barker? He's right. It was Bob. Barker. I think I had to get more. The Price is Right. Didn't I? Oh, let's make the a deal. Price is wrong. Bitch. Oh, he's Perfect. that guy who goes, yeah, yeah. six hundred and one. Yeah. No, it, it was a nine point one. I would have to say. And okay, go back. Okay, I'll let you bounce back. Or do you want me to go with this? As far as well, the bourbon, I, I, I've always found. Uh, I was always fond of that. It, so you already had a my number. Personal favorites. I'll give the the Willet Pot still. 8.7. Wow. 
8.7. Look at you. Look at you. Yeah, you. It's a good drill. You bet I say 8.8. 8. No, no, no. <laughs> Bro, go ahead and say 8.8. 8. I'm with it. I'm with you. Well, I mean, actually, I think I, I'm, I'm kind of more of the... numbers. I guess I'm a little more unbiased. I never had it before today. Uh, and I think... I'm glad you had it with me. Yeah. Oh, oh you're too kind. And the thing about it was... <laughs> My wife never even say that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, feel like yeah. we, I feel like we bonded right yeah. now. Like, That's all. It's the first time Willie Pot still. Yeah. Okay. Like, he's yeah. like, look, sip it. Oh, yeah. don't die too fast. Yeah. He's like, watch it. Like, yeah. 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 I'm warm and fuzzy yeah. on the inside right now. So Ooh. what I would have to say. <laughs> sip it and make eye contact. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, we had that episode. He's like trying to make me do eye contact. I'm not doing that. It's like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You don't make eye contact. You know, right. Why are you, you know, choking him out? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't it's cool until you make eye contact but uh what i would have to say is this and you said what 8.7 which is not influencing anything i have to say um and i kind of compartmentalize them with the bourbons scotches and obviously the it's not that uh <laughs> to be honest okay <laughs> right it, it, yeah it's the same thing <laughs> yeah, it did not make it to the nines but very close it was an 8.9 there you go. Okay. Uh, he two-upped me. Yeah, well, I mean, we're talking about such rarefied air. Like, yeah. I keep saying in all these podcasts, we keep coming across so many great things that are out there, which, like you said, warms your heart. Mm-hmm. And I always say there's room at the top. Mm-hmm. And for anybody who's out there who is actually listening and starts sampling like this, there's a lot of great products out there that, you know, that's the margin of error yeah. uh, as far as improvement goes and the quality that's out there. So... Uh, that's why this is so enjoyable because we come across, come across so many different things that we really haven't missed on. And I was, you know, when we first started this, I'm like, man, there's some stuff we know that, you know, you're drinking at 3 a.m. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Cook <laughs> County, you know, you're like, okay, it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. you're like, did you get this out of my gas tank? You know, mm-hmm. it's that kind of question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was great. Um, but we started to get to the point where we're finding in that spectrum some high-end stuff, and I'm really, and I am doing my best to be critical, and it's just so hard for me, and I, because I'm finding some great stuff. Now, obviously, we have, you know, mm-hmm. you know our, our company here, which are great. They add, do add the flavor to it. There's no doubt about it, uh, because of the explanations. Yeah. I think the explanations you guys give, more or less, kind of bring it to, okay, that is what I'm tasting. That's what I'm sensing. And what you brought, completely, like what you're saying is, we've been around. We basically have tasted these things. This is why we feel the way we feel. Which was a great point, mm-hmm. because it is to the person what they feel, mm-hmm. but the community concept is still there. We can all still share in the same yeah. from the st- same tray. Yeah. So I'm at you know our numbers again. If you want to go and recite them for the for the crew, well, I was at a nine point oh for the cigar. You gave it a nine point one jerk, and I gave it an eight point seven for the whiskey. You gave it eight point nine, mm-hmm. and the rest of the world is like, what if Ken went first? And he said 9.1. I what would say 9.2. Okay, all right. Oh, yeah, okay. See? Right. You yeah. got to be petty. Yeah. <laughs> That's a part of life. You got to be petty. Well, folks, uh, we took our bands off. We're burning through our last third. This episode is down to a nub. We want to give a very special thank you for Eric Bay and Cliff <laughs> yeah, for you. joining us from Black Star Line Cigars. Um, sitting here, spending time with us. I, we appreciate it. I know you're a busy man. Of course. Uh, let's do it again next time you when you come yeah. out with that. That Anytime new, me, man. awesome cigar that I can't wait to try. Yeah. Too uh, excited. Too excited. Remember to hit that subscribe button just so you can turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. 
Until the next time we put smoke in the air, stay safe, stay smoky, stay classy. We'll see you next time here at the Cigar Social. That's right, folks. And when life gets tough and you have many questions before you, just remember three things. One scotch, one beer, one bourbon, and I guess four things, and a good cigar. Thanks, folks. Listen again. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you.